vehicle has landed. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. And today we are joined by our guests, Seth and Crystal Carnes from the Marriage on the Rocks podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for Thank having you. us, guys. Oh, we, time. We're, yeah, we're glad to have you guys. Um, I think uh, you're the most unique podcast we've had on. You guys are married on top of like what you guys do, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you give everybody a little gander of what you guys do? Yeah, we... I mean, initially, we just realized we were, I don't know if it, we, we'd say talking shit about other married people. <laughs> we, we hit a point where we were just kind of surrounded by just really shitty marriages. And, and we both came from, I was married for 12 years prior um, in an awful relationship. And she was in a relationship for 10 years and engaged when we met and started dating. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't still married. I was divorced. <laughs> but, yeah, um, by then. I got gotcha. you. We kind of found ourselves that a lot of the friends that we had or the couples that we knew were, they were fighting all the time. They were having, you know, cheating issues. They were having just your, your typical relationship issues and not we, having sex with yeah, each other. Not having sex was like the, the big one, like uh-huh. just didn't have sex with each other. And, and it varied from, Oh, we've been married for 20 years and don't have sex to, well, we quit having sex after the first 20 days. And, um, and it was just all over the board. And, I think initially because our last relationships were so awful, we we kind of just braced for when's it going to get bad? When <laughs> when is this going to turn? And and it never did. Yeah. And ever. we just were like, well, why? Why? What why? are we doing differently than everyone else? Yeah, because we weren't really aware of it. We were just like, geez, are, is everybody just fucked up, or are we? <laughs> <clears throat> do we know something that with the secret sauce we just haven't figured it out yet? And so. We, as we started talking about it and just having casual conversations, we, we realized that we just don't work hard in our relationship, meaning that it's not this, I have to walk on eggshells because she's going to be a bitch about something or, or she has to you know yell at me and tell me to get off of the couch and put the beer down to help her clean the house. And, <laughs> and we just didn't have your atypical relationship with all of these different factors. Um, and we realized we just talked about it so much. We we're like, we, we need to record this. Maybe there's, maybe there's something we can share with people. And that's really just kind of how, how it we, started. How it started. And that's just kind of morphed into other things that we're doing as well. But that, that's really kind of the, the basis of how it started. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's a great idea. Thank yeah, you. man. I, I, um, I appreciate it a lot because a very similar instance, I was in a relationship for 10 years as well. Very bad one. Gone to a relationship that seems like no work compared to the last one. Right. Went from a high stress environment to what now it's like nothing is ever a problem. You know, it's like it's night and day difference. And I, it, it's so weird. So I understand what you guys are going through very well. And um, I think there's a lot of people out there that uh, aren't exactly having an easy time finding somebody, you know, that's mm-hmm. a perfect fit. Um, now one of the things I wanted to cover, I didn't, I didn't hear any in your uh, episode. Is there advice you would give to like beginning daters, like people that are out there encountering the shitty dating world right now? Pick a good partner, I think. Um, or like, <laughs> it sounds easy. But. Yeah, it does sound easy. And uh, like, be picky. That's, I think that's my biggest mm. thing is, that's um, good. don't just get out there and, you know, choose whoever, any Tom, Dick and Harry, really, <laughs> you just have to. Choose someone that you have a lot in common with. We 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 don't believe, and and they actually did a study on it, but we we don't believe that opposites attract. Um, we think that okay. you have to have a lot in common. We think you have to you should like the same TV shows and the same sense of humor and have the same you know drive and desires and and more than just materialistic things, but you should have overall a good sense of commonality. I would imagine lifestyle too would be a big yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We, you know, you see a lot of people that are like, "Well, he's my yin to my yang," and and we balance each other out. But more than not, what you find is that scale just tips one way heavily, more heavily than the other, um, and they don't mm-hmm. really balance. And somebody typically feels like they're miserable or sacrificing, or that they're. We did one episode on givers and takers. Um, mm-hmm. That was where we were both the giver in our last relationship, where we yeah. did everything for our partner, 
And then when you end up with another giver, it's kind of like, it's great, but it's kind of like, well, I need you to kind of be the taker. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we had to learn how to realistically give and take in a relationship without making it, giving you shit and I'll take your shit. It was just realistic type of approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think, you know, being, being picky is, is a huge thing. And, and, and we, we get asked that question quite a bit on, you know, I'm, I'm dating or I just got out of that awful marriage. Um, I don't want to make the same mistake again. What, what is your best advice? And, and part of it is learn from, learn from what happened last time. Learn from, you have to self-reflect and say, you know, it wasn't just my partner that made the relationship awful. I probably did some stupid shit too. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And learn from that. Um, and then we, we tend to follow our heart more than our brain and our gut, and that can get us in trouble. Um, and so there's sometimes there has to be, I don't want to say cold and calculating, but y- you have to take a, um, almost a selfish approach with it sometimes of what, what am I really going to get out of this relationship? If people find themselves bargaining, like, yeah, well, they, they, you know, we, we don't really have this in common and, and I, I don't like the way they chew their gum or eat their food, but you know, they do this right and it's okay. And they have a big heart. And or, that's that's you know, what we tend to hear a lot. Or they, um, they're like, it's they're well, you know, they don't do this, but at least it's not like what my other relationship it's, yeah, was. It's not as bad as my last. Yeah, one. setting mm-hmm. the bar real low, and it's like yep. you can go uh-huh. anywhere from there, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's got to be tough. I mean, I've I've been in a relationship for eight years now. I kind of got in right when all that t- Tinder and Bumble and all <laughs> mm-hmm. all that stuff was going on, so I didn't have any like experience in that. Matt dealt with a little bit of the Tinder generation it's a fucking nightmare that's why i asked that right <laughs> off the bat yeah <laughs> i was like man you, I, oh, i'm yeah. guessing that's that's more common these days though than like probably meeting someone out at say a bar or like whatever um because yeah. you can't even do it you, can, you can't really even date in uh work these days either because there, there's a lot of hr issues with that kind of thing and mm-hmm. stuff too well a- any thoughts on like if there's more validity to tinder matches versus you know meeting the old-fashioned way i i think time will tell Um, i think it's still just it's so new um i i think we were both very fortunate we we missed a bulk of that i mean we were the first people that we met and started dating after our relationship so we didn't even play the field so we we were really fortunate we didn't have to dig through all the weeds to find each other and Mm -hmm. and we understand and recognize that that's very odd as well Mm -hmm. um and it just seemed to work really well for us, but and we met at work. Yeah, too. we did meet. Uh, at work, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of my relationships <laughs> did start that way. Um, well, that's I mean, I mean it's like work. Yeah, a huge percentage of relationships or marriages, the the connection started at in place employment because you spend so much time with the people you work with mm-hmm. and similar uh, interests at that rate because you yeah. kind of exactly. have the same world going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Hey, your conversations tend to revolve around familiar things. And so when you have the same coworkers, you can complain and bitch about it. You have the same boss. that's a jerk or whatever. You just, you develop deeper connections with people um, because of that. So I, I think that people are probably a little more eh, careful in their work relationships, but I think we're still going to see those spawn out of that. I mean, even, even people we know now that have, you know, either in the last couple of years or year went through divorce, almost every single one of them starts dating someone that they, work with yeah that was their backup plan that they may may or not even may have noted or i guess counted on being there uh-huh. but that's who they ended up kind of gravitating to um but i think the virtual stuff i mean we, we get a lot of people reach out and ask us about long distance relationships and, yeah and how oh, do yeah, i handle this and, and it's usually formulated with the i think they're cheating on me mm-hmm. or you know so it's like well are you getting catfished are you just a moron are you just a sucker uh, or you know are you that scared of the real life girl that you and it's usually guys that reach out about that. It's not women. Oh, I know. It's, it is. It usually guys. is. Uh-huh. I think that um, with with the online stuff, though, or with, like, Tinder and all of that, I think that it's – I know that there's a lot of people that do um, have success with it and all that. Mm-hmm. I just I, – I, and I think what you said, like, it is too soon to mm-hmm. kind of understand – understand it completely and see if it if these types of things are really working mm-hmm. i don't i think that you still need some sort of a um 
the in-person connection yeah, the though physical piece to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right eventually and uh, the, the dating even even the dating apps that lead to that first physical encounter people are just still i mean we've been seeing it for 10 plus years now people are still so very dishonest about mm-hmm. their virtual persona yeah um, well oh, like with pictures and everything yeah, but, you I want mean, to talk about that i got catfished like Two times. Oh. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh my I showed gosh. up and the person there was not the person that was in the photos. All right. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, like maybe 10 years ago. But how, how did you end up finding out? How'd you find out about it? Or what do you him? mean? Tinder? How did you, in meeting you them met in them person? in person and then yeah. you're like, oh, what oh, the hell? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I'm talking drastic difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So they knew your info and you were like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I show up as me. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, wait, that can't, that's not. You know, meeting and then like they walk up to you, you know like one time i walked past her because we were meeting at the mall to go to like dave and buster's <clears throat> and uh yeah walked past her because i was like that's not her yeah. and texting and she's like i'm right in front of dave and buster's i'm like oh. <laughs> i was lied to i was lied wow. to because oh, i was gonna say that these apps probably provide that um boost to get you like that initial talking I guess mm-hmm. that might be, you know, super intimidating for people in like a social scene who don't know how to read the cues necessarily. Um, but then you got that situation where it ends up not even being the person that uh, you thought you were going to end up with. Yeah. 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 The uh, I think one of the biggest like minefields people have to navigate with the online hookups or Tinder or everybody's intent is different. And, you know, there are people that just, they just want to hook up. But if you're looking to find true love, how do you weed through that and not, not get caught the up in ups, that? Yeah. And so you, you have you have that that timid, um, introverted person that's like, well, this is my way to kind of kind of put myself out there in a safe manner, mm-hmm. and it's a nice way to be able to break the ice without really having this face to face, you know, um, mm-hmm. pressure of doing so. Mm-hmm. But you need to make sure that they probably you're trying to hook up with the same people, the same mindset, because you don't want that like that alpha female that's looking for that just raw hookup. And then this, this timid guy that's wanting to find the love of his life. And he's too scared to get out there. He's going to get his little heartbroken. Obviously your relationship is very good. You got, you've done like 83 podcast episodes together without uh, leaving each other. So, and right. like yeah. Matt, Matt and I have been, you know, closer to leaving each other probably than you guys have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In 483 episodes too. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, the name of your show, Marriage on the Rocks, obviously isn't referring to troubles within your relationship then. No. Yeah. Um, I'm, it has something to do with the drinks, I would think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, that was, we were just trying to be kind of funny with it. And we were mm-hmm. like, what, what would we call it? And we were like, well, let's, let's have a drink with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of popped into our head, like, well, Marriage on the Rocks. Because yeah. it's just kind of a play on the words. And people may get it. And, and once they kind of watch it and they see it, because we, we start off every episode by talking about what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, we kind of have our own little uh, internal, we, we call it the marriage on the rock speakeasy group. Mm-hmm. And it's our, it's our Facebook group. And so we share like when we, you know, like we're doing bloody Mary's today, but if we make a drink or we're featuring a type of booze, I'll do a video showing them like how to actually make it, what goes into it and how much like that. So the, the drink piece is a big part of it. Yeah, and, and we get a lot is. of positive feedback and people, we get people who are like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to see what the drink of the week's going to be. Cause they'll go out and they'll get the ingredients and they'll, and they'll have a drink, they'll with have us. A drink while we're That's doing awesome. the episode. And, yeah, yeah. It, so it probably great. makes them feel like they're like right there with you, you know, they're, yeah. they're having uh-huh. the same flavors as they're listening to the same yeah, conversation. Well, and, and people have like, people have said, you know, I like hearing the ice and stuff in your episodes nice. and like, it just makes me want to have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. You know, people are like relaxing and chilling out while they're listening to your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Cause it's like, that's why people listen to podcasts. It's like, cause it's like you're there for the conversation and now you're breaking yeah. that wall, even making it physical <laughs> yeah. on top of just audio. Cool concept. We, yeah. In- you we fi- we smoke a lot that. of weed, but it'd be tough for all of our audience to participate. You know, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. there's certain areas where that might get them in a little hot water. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys you guys probably went through the same thing too, where when you start doing your podcast, you find out, yeah, I don't think we did that right, and you mm. you're like, yeah, I think we need to change this up and do that. And so you have those growing pains, and, and we've kind of hit the point now where we're like, like, we don't want people to listen to like our first episodes <laughs> because we're like. 
Those are so bad. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't base your opinion on us on that. I know. Oh, so, yeah. uh-huh. That always kills me when someone's like, oh, yeah, I checked out your podcast. And you're like, what episode did you listen to? They're like, number one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I know. So like, yeah, maybe do the more recent one where we put mm-hmm. like a lot higher production value into it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We, we, were, we were so blind to it because we were like, well, what do we do? How do we even get this started? And we were mm-hmm. like Best Buy talking to the Geek Squad. Like, well, what what kind of computer do we need to get? <laughs> what kind of microphone? And how do we even do this? And so, did you have so, any technical background with like production or any or like media or anything? No. no wow. Nothing. No. Okay. It was hard enough for us, and we both have background in media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, kudos to like, especially like I was looking at your YouTube channel, the way that you guys yeah. have your video set up, you got your mm-hmm. drinks right there, the Yeti in between. Fantastic. Yeah. It, that's, that's, great yeah that's her. Mm-hmm. She, she's really just kind of self-taught at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh-huh. we're getting ready to kick off our website and it, she's, she's designed the whole thing with no background. Yeah, it looks great. I was taking so, a peek yeah. at that earlier too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> I noticed but, something that said mobile speakeasy coming soon or yes. something. Yes. Yeah. So, that's, that's a business venture. Um, oh, cool. Do we uh-huh. talk about yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. So what we're doing is we, we started to do, you know, we, we love booze, bourbon, whiskeys, and scotches. Those are like our, our favorite stuff. Nice. And we kind of just out of the nature of loving it so much, we kind of got self-educated on what goes into the process. We've done the tours, the distilleries and, and watched the documentaries and really kind of still in that next room behind you there. Right. I know that would be the best plan, (laughs) (laughs) but we had this idea. We're like, why don't we have some of our friends over? We'll have some more couples over and we do a marriage on the rock sponsored event where we just taste different types of bourbon. And we, we did it just ourselves one night, just trying different bourbons and got, fucking hammered and yeah. just tasted it and, <laughs> and had a blast and we were like let's get our friends over mm-hmm. so we did mm-hmm. that and we've done that a couple of times with some different stuff and then we were watching a documentary and i just like pause it and i was like what if we take the tasting event to people mm-hmm. like if somebody if somebody wants to have an event whether it's you know some bougie client but we get a mobile bar where we come to you we bring you can have a package that you pick based on what type of booze you want. We show up, we play bartender, we educate you on the booze. We have you smell the bourbon. We give you a history of it. We taste it. We try it with rock. We try it with water. And then we have different types of different bourbon that we can share with your group of friends or your event. You're doing, we don't want to do some large scale thing because it's going to be us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then charge for that service. Uh, and then we can replicate that for bourbon or whiskey or wine or yeah. scotch or beer or whatever it would be um, and do events like that. So that's what the mobile speakeasy is. It's going to be us coming to you with our own speakeasy bar and setting up the, the booze for you. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig that. Are you thinking of recording it at all? Probably not. No. Okay, um, that's what I was wondering because it might be. That might be, I could see a, a second podcast happening from that on the oh, history, right. history of whiskey and bourbon mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. down the line with all the research and education that you'd have behind doing a venture like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so yeah, we, we just thought it would be a good idea. And, and so we're trying to get everything kind of together to, to launch that off pretty soon. So. That'd be sweet for like, you know, if someone's having like a birthday party, have like, you know, 25, 30 people over mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. kids birthday you can just like have something for the adults <laughs> keep them entertained you know yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so you said uh bourbon and whiskey are definitely your uh favorites is that for yes. both of you yes yes uh-huh. i think that um i mean i think as you like when i was younger it, i was like what well still i'm still like whatever i'll drink whatever <laughs> but, as long as it tastes uh, good right but because I remember like shooting whiskey and hating it when mm-hmm. I was young. And I was like, "Ugh, this is gross. Why do people like whiskey? Mm-hmm. But then like when we did our own little uh, whiskey tasting, just the two of us then and really just sip on it like like you do wine and and taste mm-hmm. how good it tastes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very similar to the wine. You it go is. through the smell and mm. the clarity of it and all that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And it was really neat just like learning about it and um, understanding how to drink it, really, not mm-hmm. just shooting it and getting fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and uh, yeah. And so I've, and I now I really, really, it's my favorite thing is, mm-hmm. is whiskey. <laughs> yeah. 
Have you guys gotten into the Japanese whiskey and stuff at all? I heard that's kind of like a bigger up and up and coming market, I guess, in the whiskey world. We we have not. Um, we'll probably look at featuring something like that one of these months. What we're doing in 2020 is featuring an, a, a brand of, of booze the entire month. And so we'll nice. probably look at that and do that later on. Um, but we we have not like dove into that yet. It's like a whole other world. Oh, yeah. One of my friends started talking to me about it, and I was just like, I only know you know Kentucky bourbon and, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. Irish whiskey and Canadian like whiskey mm-hmm. and shit. Um, didn't know anything about what the Japanese were doing with it. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll have to get educated on that and yeah. see what that's like. And, mm-hmm. You have to write off a business trip to Japan to do some research. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. there, there you go. go. There you go. And so, what's the preference right now? What do, do you guys have a, a top pick that you would recommend? Well, the well, right now the, rye. the Templeton Rye. Yeah, man, oh that, my gosh, it's so good. Templeton Rye whiskey is whiskey's so smooth, awesome. and yeah, it's just it's they call it the good stuff. Yeah, and um, it was Al Capone's one of his go-to whiskeys. Um, oh, back mm-hmm. in the prohibition, yeah, the prohibition days. days yeah mm-hmm. but our, our our real our probably just consistent go-to is anything bullet yeah bullet. Um, we like bullet a lot their their bourbon their rye their barrel age or 10 year it, it's all just really good stuff um and, and most of that it's there's there's of course like really high end like whistle pig and stuff like that that's mm. you know a couple of hundred bucks a bottle but yep. mm-hmm realistically when you're talking about it, you don't want to try to steer people in that direction. You want to give them something affordable they can get in a bottle that can last and they don't have to feel like it's, you know, Fabergé eggs or something they're <laughs> dealing with um, and they can enjoy it. Um, so yeah, we try to stay in a, at least a decent enough price range of something good um, and not go super cheap. Like, what was the oh, the gosh. one with the rooster like the the cock something? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's don't, what you take to the don't party. Don't be drinking that one. Stay away yeah. from the cock. That sounds like bottom shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had like this like rabid like rooster on the front. Yeah, what of it. was that? I know. Something, yeah, something cock. That's uh-huh. all I remember. Yeah, I yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Hi, this is Amy D. This is the Why I'm Single podcast with my friend Chuck. Hi. Hey. And we talk about every fucking thing. If you love podcasts that are about being well-scripted, well-researched, and a nice, tight report, that's not us. We're here to help you get through the dregs of everyday society, get your mind off the murder and serial killers that you listen to all week, and all that bullshit you put up with at work. So if you enjoy having a good laugh, you like to sit back and have a nice conversation, Come listen to us. We've got great guests. We uh, have a great charisma. Uh, I don't know if charisma is the right word, but fuck it. We're going to roll with it. So give us a listen. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitters. And you can find us on every major podcasting platform. So look forward to seeing you. Bye. This episode is brought to you in part by hemp-cbd.com. Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products, such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab-tested, and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC. Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout. That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER. So uh, fitness is also something that uh, you guys both have an interest in, it seems like. that's that uh, is your career, if I like your day job? or That's my day job. Your day job, uh-huh. okay. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, we, um, I, well, I went through a big transformation back in 2012 and I was really, really overweight and, uh, and like within four months I lost 55 pounds and, um, have since kept it off and built muscle upon it. And yeah, it's, uh, it was, it definitely being help, keep getting healthy (laughs) really changed my life, I guess. First, it started with getting in a good relationship, um, mm. changed my life. And then after a year of us being together, 
um, that's when I was like, you know what, I am done. I want to take care of myself. And Seth was like, well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm here for you and we can do this together. And so we did. Nice. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, it's probably a lot easier with the support with a supportive partner like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. much easier. Yeah. She was, mm-hmm. she was 50 pounds heavier and I was like 50 pounds lighter. Yeah. We just passed each other. <laughs> uh, I weighed more than him actually. Yeah. At the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we, we uh, I knew enough to get, I was in the military for 10 years and I had, you know, simple knowledge of how to at least try to get in shape. So I got her started a little bit and then she went, I was like, yeah, I, I was like, I'm not fat. I don't need to go to the gym. So I just stayed <laughs> at home and played left for dead all the time while she there was <laughs> at the gym. And then like, and I was probably even a bad influence or trying to be, cause I was like, you're going to the gym again. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and then, then she came home one day and she's like, she's like, Oh yeah. One of the personal trainers, he was all asking me to do a session. I was like, what? <laughs> That's it. That's enough. So I was like, I gotta be, I gotta be bigger than all the personal trainers at the gym. <laughs> I'm going to the gym with. <laughs> so that was enough to get me, get me going. And she'd already lost quite a bit by that. She's about halfway down. Yeah. At that, and so I started going, and then um, we we just took it really serious and stayed consistent, and mm-hmm. we 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 got our. We're both certified fitness instructors and personal trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got it because we, I, we help a lot of people on the side anyway, the friends, mm-hmm. neighbors, family, whoever the ass. And I wanted to at least show every once in a while, somebody be like, are you even a personal trainer? Like challenge me. And so I just wanted to be able to say, yeah, I, I am. am. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So I, we got it and went through an organization, got it. And then she did it right after me. And, mm-hmm. and my, my day job, I'm director of operations for a security company. Oh, cool. Um, and so I, I work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, she's like, yeah, no, we don't need the money, but why don't I? Meh, might as well. I'd like to help people and mm-hmm. get out there and train and get a hang out at the gym all day and my yeah. my, my leggings and whatever. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird because it doesn't feel like like getting my paychecks and stuff. I'm like, oh, I got paid. Cool. Like, <laughs> it, going to the gym. Nice. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's what they always say, right? If you can, you know, get paid for doing something that you like to do, then that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the ticket right there. Mm-hmm. That That's probably our biggest next thing that we're really pushing out. Mm-hmm. Um, before the, the speakeasy. Through the web. Yeah. That's going to happen for the speakeasy thing. Cause we, we just get so many people ask us, especially cause of her success story. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's very marketable um, and to be your own, your best client and your own success, your biggest yeah. success story is you. And so we thought, well, we could build off of that. So we, we've developed a bunch of routines for people to get started and we don't want to charge them like some subscription based thing where they don't get anything. So we're just kind of coming up with a paid plan that they just purchase a workout routine, whether it's just to get them to go into the gym mm-hmm. or they want to, you know, get a, if a girl wants to get a good looking butt before <laughs> summertime hits, here's, here's a routine you can do for that. So we're, we're putting that stuff out there because that's probably the most requested thing that we, we get. We get uh-huh. Um, and we've done all the legwork. It's like we've developed the plans. We know what to eat. We know how to share share how to eat and mm-hmm. start charging you for it now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think it's, go. yeah, you guys have an appeal because you guys have something to show. Like you both weren't into the gym and then like you both made it your thing. Fitness, mm-hmm. better diets. You have something to show for it, you know, which yeah. is very interesting. A lot of people like they're like, well, you've always been like, you know, you were quarterback in high school, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, like you're not much of a change, you know, you don't understand what it's like coming from my end. Whereas you guys mm-hmm. like, you know, like have yeah. some show for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the misconceptions too, is that people think, you know, it takes an entire overall life change. You're not even going to be the same person you were yesterday type mm-hmm. of thing, but it's probably more incremental than that. It's oh like yeah. Get up and go to the gym the first day. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you start to see it. And it's one of those things where I think a lot of it's really reflective because you don't really even notice the change that's happening. You just, you'll some, run into somebody you haven't seen in a long time and they're like, Oh, geez, hey. you look tall. I didn't even recognize you or something like that. And, um, and then you're like, Oh really? And cause I don't, even though you see yourself every day in the mirror, you see yourself all the time. So you, you don't really notice your own change. Yeah. Um, I know. So yeah, it is definitely very incremental. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now back back on the uh, relationship page, um, you guys give like advice on your show. Is what's some of the weirdest like situations that that you've had? Uh, you know, kind of give advice on, I guess. 
it's a pretty or cool. maybe most memorable. Um, well, if one of the things we, we try to do is if, if we get people to reach out, we don't want to reveal too much about their exact situation. Um, but we, we've had people reach out that have talked about like, like bad hygiene and their partner oh and how gosh, they're yeah, completely that. turned off. Like how, how do I tell my wife to wash her pussy? You know, or, <laughs> That's you know, an awkward something. conversation. You know, yes, yeah. <laughs> Got to bring it up in public oh, at dinner, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. The family's getting together. <laughs> what a time to address it. Right. Oh, um, so so we, we get, we'll get some weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we've had, you know, as we were kind of deciding to do this, I mean, she, she had a coworker. And this is going to be funny because anybody listening is going to be like, wait, was that my wife that said that? <laughs> but like, complain, complain about like, like her, her, her boyfriend's dick size. Yes. And I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm not satisfied. I don't like this, but mm. he's a great guy and he's got this and that. And yeah, well now they broke up. Yeah, they broke up. <laughs> oh and shit. We, we just, yeah, that's what we immediately go to. <laughs> but oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, people have kind of reached out and it, it's really neat hearing their scenarios of, of what they've gone through. And, and one of the big assumptions that we make, and I guess kind of the, the leap of faith we took when we did it was there has to be other people that are going through what we went through, um, probably very similarly. And that's one of the biggest things that we get regularly, which really shocked us is, you know, you, you talked about this, this thing on your podcast last week, and I would have sworn you had my phone bugged because you gave the exact scenario of what I'm going through right now with my boyfriend mm-hmm. or with my ex or, or something. Um, and we find that more people listen and take the advice and they reach out kind of after the later fact. on, like, uh-huh. Hey, you know, I just want to let you know, you guys really helped with this. And we're like, Oh geez, we didn't even know that was working or helping with you. Um, so it's always neat to kind of hear some of those, those back end success stories. Cause we, we do it cause we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. it. It's fun for us. We're not, it's, it's not a revenue stream for us. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's fun. We just enjoy doing it. And, um, and so getting any type of, good positive results from other people is just a huge bonus for us. So oh yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's probably good quality time together too. I mean, how, how much time do you put into actually making the show and then you get to spend it, you know, with your significant other. All oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And adding I, the mine's always trying to pull me away from the podcast to go spend time. <laughs> with her. That's, I guess that's the trick. I got to get a, a show with her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Or have her on as a guest or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get her on there. <laughs> Not for lack of trying, believe me. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> well, that's we, we've talked to other people about being on here. Um, we we physically the setup we have is is just not great right now. And actually, once we get the bar for the other business, we think we can actually have guests on that way because um, we we haven't done any any type of recording like this with other people in another area. We we wanted to get them physically on here, mm-hmm. um, and we we've had people that have reached out and asked to be on. And we're like, no, <laughs> what are we, we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, what, mm-hmm. what's, what's interesting. And, and we find out people like, well, we just want to share our story of how we met. I was like, well, that's not interesting to everybody. You got to, there's got to be some kind of substance to mm-hmm. it. I'm sure uh, there's some other show for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so Maybe we try if to they, find, if they, you want to find the ones that have a problem. And then, yeah. and then they come on. You yeah, guys can get help the solve train wrecks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Get the train. <laughs> yeah, get the train yeah, wrecks. Yeah, that's true. If you're perfect, we're not looking to have you on. We want, right. we want yeah. some issues here. That doesn't make numbers. No. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I like how you guys have it set up, how you how it goes back and forth with the two of you. and. Mm. Well, um, yeah, it does auto-change for us, but it fucks us a lot of time because, like, as you notice, I'll laugh, and then I'll be like, oh. <laughs> just, just like, mug, a bit. mug on the fucking camera. I'm like, uh... But uh, it is nice because everybody has no attention span. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. So you got to have cuts like to make it, you know. And we've been trying, you know, more uh, YouTube. I Like I said, I really like the uh, format that you guys have for your YouTube channel. It's very clean, mm-hmm. very uh, straightforward. I, and I when I was talking early, earlier actually with my girlfriend about relationship podcasts because she listens to a couple of them. And she was saying, you know, one of the biggest um, problems is that the podcasts won't actually talk about what the name of the episode is you guys yeah. do which i yeah. really appreciate you actually mm-hmm. get into the topic that um the title is you know because mm-hmm. that can be really misleading to people who are going in to actually hear about long distance relationships hear about 
uh, porn in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they oh, come out. My, that they, was one of my favorite episodes, by the way. Yeah. Oh, there porn you go. Was, that was just a fun one to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if you like with your guys show, you actually give you dive into those topics, which mm-hmm. um, I, I think as a listener is is really good. You know, you can yeah. get something out of it that way. I know that irritates us. And, and I'm glad you said that, actually, because a lot of relationship podcasts do that. Mm-hmm. What your girlfriend said. Yeah. And it's like because we'll listen to just, I don't know, just get more, get other people's opinions and mm-hmm. hear what the hell they have to say. And you're like. Or you have to like go through like 20 minutes of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally they're like for like two minutes. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. They have an hour long podcast and they spend the first 30 minutes talking about their week mm-hmm. and inside and, jokes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What the hell does uh-huh. that matter? And yeah, as we, a new listener, it's like, it makes it very difficult. Oh yeah. Yeah. For we, sure. we looked at a lot of the reviews of other ones and what people were saying and, and listened to a lot and, and like, well, what did they do? Right. What did they do wrong? What can we improve on? And, mm-hmm. And things like that. And one of the things we found with ours was like our our listens, like our our listens on on Spotify and iTunes and iHeartRadio and all that, we get a lot of listens. I think we we cracked the top 40 nice. uh, listens or a top 50, 50 or something like yeah. that in the for US relationship for relationship um, listens. That's awesome. Congrats. But Thank you. thanks. But YouTube's just awful. Like we just yeah. don't have yeah. Yeah, we don't have YouTube any views. Really we're like, uh-huh. what the hell's going on? There, there's some tricks we can share with you once we end the episode. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll give you a, give you our our little playbook that we've been using. Oh, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> nice. <good>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we we find out that I guess kind of going back to what I was saying earlier was when we first did it, we didn't know how long of the podcast was too long. Like mm. we we knew about this. You, you mentioned the attention span, and I know like if I'm looking on YouTube, if I'm just looking for like a quick video, it, it just needs to be really short, and sweet, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I find that, you know, I will watch a three hour long Joe Rogan podcast on YouTube. I'll have it playing all day while I'm working. And, yep, and so same, we try to keep ours, yeah, I, I try to keep our short or we try to keep it short. And then we immediately got feedback that, Hey, I listen to your podcast when I'm driving and my commute is two hours and I want more. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, okay. I've, you don't have to tell me not to shut up. I'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> but we decided to try to keep it like at that hour instead mm-hmm. of that. 20 to 30 minute time range. Mm-hmm. And so that gives you a lot of time too. Yeah. And your yeah. dedicated listeners are definitely going to want more than less. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. 15 minutes, 30 minutes are not enough for the like average, like listener that wants more content from you. It's and with like, the topics that you're exploring, I think it actually lends better to uh, have more time to delve into them rather than mm-hmm. rush through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's the challenge we have now is really, you know, how, how much content can you come up with for relationships? For relationships. I, I mean, mean, there's how, always shit going on. Yeah. There's always, and I think that like me getting back into work and so, cause I recently went back with, um, in January and like hearing people talk shit about their partners and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, let me take some notes on this. Because <laughs> now I have more, more yeah, stuff to more talk content. about, but yeah, like, um, it is kind of hard though, because you do see the other relationship podcasts. They kind of like they'll like reword the title, uh, but it's kind of the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Or they just start avoiding relationships altogether. That's start true too. About yeah, about other everything stuff. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And since we don't have kids together, we can't even, you know. Yeah, we need be, to get we need to get like people. Yeah. We need to get guests on right. with kids. No. It's not a bad idea to at least uh, broaden the, that perspective because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure that, yeah, that totally changes it. Oh, it's yeah. a lot, oh, lot yeah. easier. To, I heard you got in one of your episodes talking about going on vacation is like a totally different thing with uh, kids versus without kids, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Talking yeah, about the Disneyland families coming back oh, and being right. all oh, I know. cranky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fighting yeah. with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Happiest my, place on earth. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my son's a grown adult, uh-huh. and I can't. Any advice I give on like how to handle kids, people are like, "Well, your marriage ended in divorce, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to kids." So I'm like, we'll just avoid that. Uh-huh. Well, it, it's experience either way. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't write it off. That's right. True. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Uh-huh. Yep. So it with in terms of like relationships, is there? a key thing that you you would say that people have to have to actually make it work. Like, I guess in my mind, something like 
compromise. You know, like if someone's not willing to even like hear out the other partner, that mm -hmm. relationship almost seems doomed from the start in my mind. Oh, yeah. Is mm -hmm. it, would you agree or is there any other um, per, like perspective on that, I guess? I think for, for couples that are having problems, the biggest challenge that they have to, that if they can at least recognize and mutually agree that they both want to try to fix the situation, that is probably the best start they can have if they're having problems. Because more times than not, you find, and it's not just exclusive to men or just exclusive to women, but only one person really wants to repair the marriage. It's not both. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it takes both. I, I've used the, the analogy on the show about it's like rowing in a boat. One of you can't just row because you're just going to go in circles and not go anywhere. And so you both have to row. Um, doesn't mean you both have to row at the same speed all the time or things like that. But if both partners can't acknowledge and agree that there's a problem that needs to be fixed, it's not going to get fixed. And that's where people start convincing themselves to stay in unhealthy relationships. Um, for, for new people getting into it, I mean, it's, we, we did a, we did an episode on communication and how it's very cliche that people are like, well, communication's key, but you can't say it enough. And, and really people understanding, well, what is the correct type of communication? Are we really having a, you know, it doesn't have to be these in depth, you know, five hour long conversations about stuff, but are you communicating the right things? Cause just talking to each other, just yelling at each other, just, you know, conversing through text may not be the best form of communication. Mm -hmm. um, so it has to be something substantial that is showing some kind of progress in your relationship. So definitely going back to communications is a big one, but yeah. people struggling, it has to be um, the recognition that there has to, that we have to try to fix this together. I know. Well, and like, I think when, cause even in my previous relationship, I, it was me trying and me trying, me trying, me trying for years and then all of a sudden, I didn't want to try anymore. So then he started trying and trying and trying. And we weren't on the same page at the same time. And being on the p same page at the same time is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. You both got to be working in the same direction oh, yeah. or towards mm -hmm. the same goal, at least. And, and we, we try to steer people away from the you know, we, we make it work and we, we gutted it out and, and we, you know, we, we do the, the heavy eye roll when we see the, the anniversary post. So oh, we've been together for 20 years and we've had our ups and our downs. And there's days that I've struggled to like you, let alone love you. And, and it's like, you're, you're just, you're miserable. Don't, don't be miserable. Find someone that you're not miserable with. And, and, you know, we, we live currently in Oklahoma, which is the Bible belt mm -hmm. and, people out here are very still anti-divorce and they oh, yeah. use religion as a reason to stay in awful relationships and marriages. And so that's, I think we, we, well, did, we did a religion specifically yeah. for that uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, because that's, there's, there's a pretty prominent religious marriage podcast that we just disagree with so much of what they say based on the religious take on it. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, that you don't, you should not be miserable. You should not be unhappy just for the sake that you feel that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Cause a lot of that gets put on people from childhood and stuff too. You know, sure. you're basically born into mm. a certain religion or set of rules and then, right. yeah. yeah. And then you're told by, you know, you're the society around you to sort of live by that. And then what happens if it's mm. ruining your life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you hear that you hear those same stories of, Oh yeah, we went through the same thing you went through, but you know, we, we, we gutted it out. We stayed together and we're, we're happier than ever. And it's like, are yeah, you really? You're not. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're not, not you're not as happy ever. as we are. Yeah, right. <laughs> How much have you given up or changed about yourself to, you know, appease that other person then? Mm -hmm. And how long can you keep that up? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, a lot of people give up themselves. Yeah. And I feel like that's a battle you're never going to win with yourself. You know, <laughs> you're going to oh, eventually yeah. crumble to that. Oh, oh my eye. Oh, my trousers fell oh, down again. really hurt. Good Jamie! 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 I am on the edge of my seat. I just love meeting up with random people and having a good duck. Stop that. A whole room dedicated to Nigel Farage. Whew. Oh wow, I'm such a big fan of him. Bam! <laughs> Out of nowhere! <laughs> a meal to break our fast. Hang on. 
Did you say two for one? Uh, no, no, I gotcha. I completely understand. I'm trying to see the bad points, but I, I just can't think of any. I don't want water. Ah! This is starting to get really embarrassing, to be honest. The Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, Podbean, Radio Public, and most half-decent podcatchers. Who writes this crap? American Slacker is proudly partnered with Seat Giant to bring you discounts on tickets to events. Easy to find, easy to use. SeatGiant.com has the tickets you're looking for. Everything from comedy to music, plays, and even sports. Use our promo code SLACKER at checkout. Boom, save some money. For example, if you want to see My Chemical Romance at the Wells Fargo Center, you can save $141 using our code SLACKER. Now that's almost enough to get a beer at the venue. Go to SeatGiant.com, enter promo code SLACKER. Now, do you guys, what's your take on like relationship uh, therapy? Like, do, do you think it's like something that should be tried for a while? Or is there like a limit to you guys? Like what you think the time period should be on working on a relationship that's like a little rocky? Um, I mean, I think that the, again, the being on the same page thing is the, is the biggest thing with relationship mm. therapy, because if you're not, if one of you wants to do relationship therapy, then it's people end up getting dragged to therapy. Uh huh. And yeah. one of them, uh, yeah. one of them. I mean, wants tell, to say go. your experience with it, like, because you had you went to relationship yeah, therapy. Yeah, my uh, yeah in my in my previous marriage, we we went to relationship therapy one time, um, mm-hmm. and we mutually agreed to go. I I think I wanted to go more than she did, but I was like, we need to we need some of an objective third party look at this. Mm-hmm. My intent was for that person to tell her that she fucked up and she needs to change what she's doing. And that would have made me happy. And her, cause you, pay, cause you paid for the services. So that's right. what they're supposed to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and her intent was for them to tell her that she was justified in her actions and she was right. And to tell me to back the fuck off. Well, that mm-hmm. didn't happen. So neither one of us were happy with it, but we both, said that we got what we wanted to the because i was like well he said you definitely shouldn't do this and she's like no he didn't say that but he did say you need to do this i'm like he didn't say that so we fought even more after the therapy session trying to decide what the therapist was actually recommending because he was so vague too much room for interpretation it's like the ending of lost you never know yeah (laughs) i know they were dead the whole time (laughs) no they weren't matt right yeah (laughs) and unfortunately therapists Tend, they don't they don't uh treat to heal they treat to continue mm-hmm. and so that's when we because we're, we're we're certified relationship coaches we are and but we're not like the average or the normal yeah <laughs> relationship coach we, we don't want you to say we don't want to say well you know this is going to probably take you know eight to ten months worth of sessions to get down there and i i can hear you talk and hear your partner talk for 30 minutes and, and make a pretty educated assumption on you what get, some of the root problems are. Yeah. Mm. That, or you guys just need to get divorced. Yeah, just, just <laughs> yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah, we, we can waste 10 months of talking about it. It's going to end in divorce. Let's just go ahead and start the proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, uh, once again, it ends up being really one-sided most of the time where, you know, a, a guy will reach out and be like, I really want my wife to go to therapy. And it's like, well, why? Because what she's doing is wrong. Well, that's that shouldn't be your reason to want to go to therapy is for somebody to scold your partner. Right. Um, what do you want your life to look like together? That's what you need to focus on for first. Um, that's we, we can tend to be pretty negative and we can go to the uh, you guys are wasting your time, get the fuck out of there. And so we've tried to be a little more positive, especially this <laughs> year with it. Uh, you know, looking at well, what are you guys doing right? So let's let's look at that first and see. Is this is this worth salvaging to both of you, not to us, to you guys? Don't don't let me tell you the value of your marriage. You decide the value of your marriage. Um, and most times they they decide that before even us telling them anything. I mean, they know yeah. the answer that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like they're trying to get out of us the validation to to end it, yeah, even to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they'll, they'll say all these horrible things about their partner. And it's like, well, I wouldn't put up with that. But I don't know what other factors you're not sharing. And we're only getting one side of the story. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to hear from the other person. Um, but if you know you want to leave and you've decided you want to leave and you need me to tell you to leave, I got no skin in the game. I'll tell you to leave. That's what <laughs> right. <you're here>. <laughs> yeah. so, 
but they, yeah, she's right. I think most of them really kind of know their guts telling them something's wrong. Something's not going good. And they, some people just need someone to kind of say, well, let me ask the questions back at you and let's look at this from this perspective and show them the light themselves, which has been sitting in front of their face the whole time. They just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And see, I mean, that's the hardest part of any relationship. Getting into them is easy. Getting out's the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the difficult part, right? Yeah. Um, do you, I wanted to ask, do you guys give any credit to, uh, you know, the, the love languages, the whole idea of like acts of service, physical touch, all that kind of stuff. Um, do you think that, all of that holds any weight in um, relationships well, so we, people? Well, we had a whole episode on that, yeah. actually. And because um, we saw, I mean, there was a lot of other podcasts and stuff doing the mm-hmm. whole love language stuff. And we were, and we were all always kind of like, that's kind of bullshit. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Skeptical. Really? And, it, it. and it's like the new, um, what the horoscope type stuff, you know, you're... Yeah. Uh, I got that feel too from it. I mean, like, I yeah. don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle because I guess it makes sense in the way it's being categorized. But I don't know if you can necessarily put people in a box like that. Right. Yeah. Well, um, and that's it, people tend to use it as, as going on the horoscope line, as a selfish reason why they act a certain way. Say, mm-hmm. well, it, it's not me. It's that I need gifts or or words of affirmation. If you give me that, I won't act like a total bitch. And it's like, you <laughs> know, well, that's. You're just a bitch. It doesn't matter what you love when you just don't act like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that was the kicker was when we started looking. I mean, I didn't even realize the love language has been around since the 70s. Yeah. That, oh, wow. That, that book I thought was that, really, yeah, I thought it was fairly new. Yeah. yeah and, and people really hopped on the bandwagon. We have friends that 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 means the world to them. That they'll, you know, the, their husband will give them flowers and she'll, she'll be like, he knows my love language. <laughs> like, okay, well, it, it's just kind of the you know, somebody's taking a shot in the dark. You know, what woman doesn't love to get flowers? <laughs> yeah. Mean, right. Yeah, that doesn't make that your love language you dipshit. So <laughs> I mean, it's like, Oh yeah, we had sex last night. She gets my love language. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> all right. But so I, I'm, I'm, I'm very skeptical of it. I think yeah. that people use it to intentionally put themselves in a box and to justify why they act a certain way or ended a relationship. But at the same time, if someone wants to use, use those to go back to what we first said about being picky about your partner, if you know that your love language is this and this is how you want to interact, you should pay attention to the partner that you're choosing. And if they aren't meeting your, you know, diehard love language that you want to live by, don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. But the catch 22 of that is you may be passing up on a really good catch because you're so ingrained in the love language. So. Right. I mean, the, I think the same thing almost with like uh, politics and religion and stuff too. Those are big like factors in what makes someone kind of who they are in their character and mm. their personality. Um, have you seen it work between say like a staunch Democrat and a hardcore Republican or like interfaith relationships and stuff too? Well, when we met, she was a Democrat and I was a Republican. Yeah. Um, we're both independent. Yeah, we are oh, now. Yeah. Well, that works. <laughs> and we didn't even intentionally do that. No. It was just, she had, she was from a very, very left-wing liberal family that had mm-hmm. very left-wing opinions. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, from one of the reddest states, former military, so it was just Republican Party all the time, you know. And so we both just kind of were ingrained in this was it. We, we weren't staunch political people yeah. where we never fought about it, we never got into it, but the I think it was Obama's second term election when uh-huh. we were dating. So it was the Obama Romney thing. And mm-hmm. and we both would just like have casual conversations about it. And I realized that she had some really good points and she realized I had some really good points. And mm-hmm. we realized we she wasn't as far left as, as she thought and I wasn't as far right as I thought. And we just kind of gravitated to the point where we were like, I don't like everything about this and that side and yeah. I don't either. So fucking both. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think that it was kind of an unintentional compromise. Yeah. Um, and we still, we, we don't, we don't, I don't think we've ever talked about politics on the, on the episode. No, we it's haven't. So yeah. too sticky, but. Oh yeah. I mean, um, we, we generally avoid it too, but I, you know, with dating, that's something that yeah, well, I've, no, I've even yeah, heard no. people say, I won't date someone from the other political party. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that limits their 
options in a way. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, we, we had talked about, I have a, an awesome Johnny Cash for president shirt. So as we get closer to the election, we were going to do something along the lines of that. Cause I really want to just wear that shirt on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you are, you're definitely right. I, I think that, um, some of that stuff is really kind of planted there initially, I think in a lot of people's minds on how they have to feel or believe a certain way. And I think it can cause conflict, but we we've seen, we've seen couples pass through it and succeed, but we've also seen couples that they're like, you know what, you're on this side, I'm on that side. We aren't ever going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't, we let's don't have the conversation. We know it's going to end in a fight. So let's just don't talk about it. And they tend to look at it as, you know, you like onions and I don't like onions and just, I'll have onions on my burger and you don't have any and that's it. (laughs) So, um, I mean, if everything else seems to work and, and that doesn't cause any dismay within the relationship, then yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. It's it, but I I mean, maybe it's the climate that we're in today seems a little bit more um, hyper uh, compared to like in the past or something. But yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot in terms of people saying like, Oh, I wouldn't even consider it. And I'm like, wow. Um, Yeah. I well, and I, and I, I think that I think that's because in the society we're in now, we we see both ends of the spectrum on the complete ends. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that not everybody that's affiliated or identifies with a certain party is on the far end of either. Right, and that there's a lot more middle ground than there is distance. And so mm-hmm. I think that if if you want to just cut out the opportunity to be with someone because you think they're so far over here, when if if everything else is checking out, if they make you feel good, if you have good communication, yeah. It shouldn't matter. Um, I know some people it would. It's yeah. but I think for the ones that are like I would never, they're not exposed to those people anyway. I, I would imagine their social circles and their extracurricular activities probably keep them away unless they're intentionally. I mean, nobody's going to meet somebody to protest on the opposite side of the fence and be like, well, of "What a hey. Romeo and Juliet situation!" <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. our eyes met across the police barricade. <clears throat> right, yeah. the love at first sight. That'd be a hell of a way to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, is was there anything that we didn't touch on that that you wanted to make sure that we uh, we talked about while we had you here? No, no. I don't think I don't we think had anything so. super yeah. big. We we were excited about it. Uh, you know, we've been listening to some of your guys' episodes, catching up and stuff. So we we're excited about getting on here with you guys and and uh, just having a good conversation with y'all. And we we had a blast. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was awesome. Sure. I'm gonna have a bunch of new drink. Uh, recipes to go off of uh, once I join your Facebook group there. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah we, we tested out, I don't know how many shots last oh, night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah we, we had uh, yeah. <laughs> so good. We were just like, Oh, let's try this and that. Yeah. We, yeah, we had our neighbor came over and we got him pretty screwed up. Just there you go. Tiring <laughs> research, man. At least you <laughs> yeah. only had to walk home, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, real quick, uh, how does everybody, how do they find you? So, um, we, it's marriage on the rocks. Um, our Instagram handle is marriage on the rocks. Same Facebook. And, uh, Facebook is marriage on the rocks podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, our, our new website is going to be marriage on the rocks.net. Yep. And all, all the podcast platforms, it's, it's just marriage on the rocks. Mm-hmm. So, and we're, we're on everything for it. Um, and they yeah, seek, seek us out and they can find us and join our little social circles and, Give us ideas and feedback. Fix their relationships. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man, a podcast we both recommend. Uh, We love listening to to your show. Listen to a bunch of episodes and uh, you gain two listeners for sure. And uh, hopefully more out there Hopefully the slackers, yeah, go and subscribe as well. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, Real quick, uh, get at me, MWG Media on Instagram and uh, Matty G from HP on Xbox Live if you want to catch these hands. And I'm at Landers the Plane on everything. Alrighty. Thanks again, guys. And uh, we'll have you again on again, uh, maybe later on this year. See what's up. See what other crazy stories you've countered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. Look forward to it. And until next time, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. We're passing America. I'm mapping America. I'm second America. We're talking America. We're blazing America. This is fucking America. We're second America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. 
Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passage. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and neck a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. You falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing the passing the I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America.